Hi, welcome to another edition of Travel Time. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about Disney's California Adventure. And it kind of continues on our trip that we went to San Diego and Joshua Tree and basically Southern California. This was one of our stops. While we were there, we kind of went back and forth between Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure on a couple of days. I'm going to talk especially about that today. I'm going to throw in a few details as well from my husband and I's trip that was solo without the boys before this particular trip. On the first time we went into, actually both times we went into Disney's California Adventure, we went in through the Disney's Grand Californian entrance. So on one day we came over from Disneyland Hotel and we're kind of exploring the Grand California and went in through that entrance. And the other time we had a buffet breakfast at Storyteller's Cafe, which is in the lobby of the Grand Californian. And then we went in, it's, it's only down the hall from where the entrance to the park is. So we went in from there. And that entrance dumps you into the park around Grizzly Peak, um, the Redwood Trail approximately. It's not at the front gate. You come in kind of on the side. So we went in, and the first thing we headed for was the Fast Pass kiosk for Radiator Springs Racers. And we were going in to get those rides that we'd have at least know that we would all four get on later in the day and have like a picture on the ride together. But what we had kind of done when my husband and I went before we took the boys was to go in, we rode Radiator Springs Racers once, and then the other times we rode in the single rider line. And we basically found out that about half the time we ended up in the same car because they seat six and we'd be paired with a family of four. They'd ask for two single riders. And we'd end up like right in front of each other in the picture, um, front and back. Or worst case, we were like one car and then the other person was one or maybe two cars back. So we decided it was probably a good idea. We could get some more rides in if we did a single rider. I think on the trip my husband and I took, we were there really for just one day in that park. And I think we rode it four times and three of them were single rider. So when we went with the kids, we did ride it two or three times, at least two or three times. I, I want to say three. And we used the single rider line. And one thing we did was the kids were fairly old. It was an unfamiliar park to them. So we wanted to make sure they had someone there. So what we did was we had a parent go and then we had the two kids go and then we had another parent go. And so if we were a couple cars apart, there would at least be one person waiting at the ride as other people got off and whoever was left waiting in line didn't have to wait alone. They had a parent there with them waiting with them. So that worked out actually really well. And like I said, most of the time we ended up either both two of us in the same car or one, one, one. I think one of the times we rode single rider, all three of us went in one set of four cars that they sent out. And then the next person was in like the next batch of cars. So they were like maybe three minutes, three or four minutes behind us. But that's, it's a nice strategy to consider if you want to get more rides in, but you obviously can't get that many fast passes. Give um, give it a try to just get the single rider um, pass if your kids are old enough to be able to do that, especially, or if there's not people in your group that are really scared to ride alone, that kind of thing. So we went, we did that, and we went ahead and did Cars Land while we were in there, and we did the kids especially liked um, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. And we explored everything. We of course went to Cozy Cone and got some drinks and snacks, and. We enjoyed especially Fillmore's Groovy Pomegranate Limeade and the Red Apple Freeze that are there, which are kind of like the signature drinks of, or two of the signature drinks of Cars Land. Red Apple Freeze is really good, but very, very sweet. Um, So it's good, but it's not something you would drink like all day long. 
The other thing we especially loved was the flavored popcorn and the pretzel bites. And so we we snacked on a couple of those when we got a couple couple flavors of popcorn and kind of shared them. So when we were um, when we were in Carsland, one other thing was when my husband and I visited, it wasn't in the summer. It was in like late November, mid-November, and all the Christmas decorations were up. And the fun thing about Carsland at Christmas is all of the decorations are kind of car themed. So the wreaths are basically like tires that are decorated for Christmas. And the like trees and things are made up or either cones that are decorated for Christmas or made up with different things like cones and car parts and things like that. So like the garland is different pieces of car parts. It's, it's really cute. And then there was a, um, a snow car that was made that we got pictures with, and that was really cool too. So those are some of my favorite holiday decorations just because they were so unique. And so I just wanted to mention those. In general, the parks were very pretty and very well decorated for Christmas, both parks, and we really enjoyed it. We got to see It's a Small World Decorated for Christmas, which, as I mentioned before, we've been to the Florida parks a lot because we're closer to them. They don't decorate It's a Small World, and there's definitely not a big light show like they do. At Disneyland, there's a very big light show that they project, and they do um, all kinds of holiday scenes on it a couple times a day, and that was just a lot of fun to watch. As well, the a couple of the rides like Haunted Mansion, I think Small World are outfitted for Christmas, which um, they don't do very much of in Florida either. And we had a lot of fun kind of seeing all that stuff. From Cars Land, we headed on. So when you come in Cars Land through the main entrance, there's also like a little side entrance towards the back, towards Radiator Springs Racers that walks along the rail for Radiator Springs Racers and right into Pacific Wharf. As you go towards Paradise Pier, you go through Pacific Wharf first. And we stopped into there and we did um, the bakery tour and sampled some sourdough bread, of course, which was good. Um, And the boys kind of enjoyed seeing how bread was made. I think if it was a longer tour, they probably wouldn't have liked it, but I think it was kind of just the right length. So we did that. We went on to the pier and we rode the rides, of course. Um, There were quite a few rides that were down because it was pretty windy both days that we were there. But we were able to ride most of the rides. And we had lunch at Paradise Garden Grill, which is my favorite. So I think they've changed the menu since. But when we were there, they had skewers of different kinds of Mediterranean meats. Now it looks like it's tacos and meatball type things with maybe some of those kinds of flavors. But it's it's definitely different. But when we were there, it was um, like a lemon oregano chicken. And I think a steak and a beef kafta chicken that they had that they served over rice. And it was really good. And basically both times I went, that's where we ate for lunch. Um, Kind of sought that out because it was so good. And I had uh, very fond memories of eating there the first time. So we sought that out again. And then another day, the boys chose not to eat that, but to eat at Award Wieners. (laughs) Um, So, or one of the hot dog carts, it might have been. I've been pretty sure it was Award Wieners. And that day I grabbed something at Smoke Jumpers, which is right over by Soaring. And basically I they went on the Grizzly River ride and or Grizzly River run. And I do not do wa- water rides. I just don't like walking around wet all day. It's I'm sure they're very fun, but I just don't like to be wet all day long unless I'm like literally about to go back to the hotel and it's a very, very, very short walk. So while they were doing that, I grabbed something to eat at Smoke Jumpers. And uh, that worked out perfectly. I ended up just sitting on a bench outside waiting for them. We did do, and this is a tip I will definitely give as far as like, especially if you do sit down, we we tend to do when we go to especially large amusement parks, 
we tend to do at least one sit-down restaurant in the park per day. Sometimes we do two. It depends on how long we plan on being in the park. And the reason why is because um, it's just a nice break. So it kind of forces you to have a break. Normally, the the sit-down places are air-conditioned, of course, which more often than not is something that's really needed. And so it gives us a chance to really sit down completely cool off for you know kind of relax especially when the boys were younger it keeps them from wanting to jump up every few minutes and go do whatever while you know and force us to kind of hurry through the meal so it forces us to relax a little bit and we do that in in lieu of going back to the hotel for a midday break like a lot of people do um we've we've tried that before but it's always taken so much time to leave and to come back especially at disney world but even at disneyland you're walking back to the hotel and it feels like you're just losing a big chunk of the day. And plus, if you're a little bit tired, it's sometimes hard to want to come back and do the other stuff you wanted to do. So we generally kind of go with the the idea of have a long break in the middle of the day and then go back to the hotel at the end of the day and really rest at that point. But that midday break for dinner or lunch can be awesome. And on this trip... Um, on this particular day I'm about to talk about, we did a sit-down dinner, but normally we will do like a sit-down lunch um, most of the time. And that's so that it's in the middle, the hottest part of the day, that kind of thing. And we can really relax, whereas dinner is usually pretty close to when we head back, um, depending on how late we're staying in the park. So we don't always do dinner, but lunch is good. Plus lunch prices are are lower. So if you're trying to save a little bit of money, going into there at lunch can usually save you quite a bit of money, especially for four. The other thing we like to do um, a lot of times is we'll seek out the buffet lunch type restaurants or family style because until really recently, the children would have like the child's price and they could eat a ton on a buffet. It's like impossible to fill them up. So we would get a huge value because the kids would eat pretty much any, try almost anything on the buffet. They are not picky. They would eat stuff and we would end up pretty full at lunch, but then at dinner, we wouldn't have as much of an appetite. So we'd actually save money a lot of times on dinner. We would eat somewhere really light and things like that. So that's just some tips I have when you're doing parks, especially the Disney parks. Sometimes that can work for you, especially if you don't really want to go back to the hotel. On this trip, we did do the World of Color dinner package, and we ate at Carthay Circle one night. So what I would recommend about this is that a lot of people kind of camp out for a spot for World of Color, and you still have to get there a little early because this doesn't guarantee you one spot. It It guarantees you a spot in this one area, which is pretty close to the front. And in general, a pretty good view, but the little sections are still kind of deep. So you really want to be kind of at the front of those sections to have the best view, especially if short if you have short people or little kids in your group, because they may not be able to see over adults in front of them if they're at the back of the group. So we still showed up a little bit early, but we did not show up like an hour early like a lot of people do. And this this package allowed us to kind of come and show a little card or whatever, and they let it a fast pass type thing, and they let us in. I highly recommend the restaurant and the food. So the restaurant has a really great atmosphere. It has a lot of historical references to like the launch of Snow White and the Seven Doors, and the, the theater in general plays homage to that theater. But it also has just a lot of historical things and a real nice feel to it. And the food was great. Um, it is a little bit more upscale food. So if you do have a picky eater for a, as a kid, there are things on the menu they may eat, but this might be a place that's a little more difficult for that. My kids, as I mentioned, like to try new things and they, they had, a, everyone had a, something a little different. A couple of people got a fish dish. Um, I believe I had some kind of steak and food was really well done. 
on another day, we went to the Redwood Challenge Trail, Redwood, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, just before dinner. And that was a really fun area for the boys to climb and play. One thing I like about a lot of Disney parks is they'll have things like Tom Sawyer Island, Redwood, the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, um, those kinds of places. And a lot of people don't go there, so they're not always busy. But they're a great place. And I know it's kind of counterintuitive, but a lot of times the kids need some place just to run and not be told they have to wait in line and not be tired from just waiting in line. They need to just kind of let go and be kids for a little bit. And this kind of area really lets them do that. So I have the same experience with Tom Sawyer Island. The kids usually like to visit those there, especially when they're little, because they could kind of run and play a little bit without having to kind of be in one place and do the right, you know, do certain things at certain times. They could kind of be kids. So we were doing that trail and the boys had a blast. Um, They got to burn off some energy, which again, I think is funny because we were probably exhausted at that part of the day. But this particular day was really hot. So we did play on there for a while. And I do think that kind of led to one of mine getting a little overheated because he was having so much fun playing. But we were actually luckily headed directly into Storyteller's Cafe in the Grand Californian. And the entrance was very close by. So when we finished up at the Challenge Trail, we walked over to Storytellers and sat down. The waiter was really great. They brought us ice water like immediately. And we actually kind of um, ended up just getting him to drink several things of ice water to try to cool him down a little bit. And he he was fine, but I think even at the end of dinner, he was a little bit tired and a little bit overheated. So we headed, we were going to go back in the park, but we ended up going back to the hotel for a little bit and then coming back for, um, I don't think we went to World of Color that day, but I think we came back later in the evening when it was cooler. We did enjoy Storytellers Cafe. I will talk a little bit about that. Both the dinner and the breakfast buffets are really good quality and a good selection. The food was well-prepared and hot, which is not always the case on buffets. So on the day that we went to dinner there, the nice thing was it was an easy walk back to Disneyland Hotel. When we ended up deciding that we needed to take him back and let him maybe get in the pool to continue to cool off a bit and relax. It was a nice little short walk from there to the ho- from to Disneyland Hotel, which was nice. And we ended up having a pretty relaxing evening of some pool time. And then I think we went back to the park and got maybe like an ice cream and just kind of casually walked around and do a lot of rides. And that it just worked out perfectly for us. Um, I just love at Disneyland how you can kind of just walk to different places and you can be anywhere on property in just a matter of minutes on foot. And it's really, it's just really convenient. So on a previous trip with just my husband and I, one of the days we were at California Adventure, we actually walked back across to Disneyland and did the, um, ate at the Blue Bayou. And that was, um, it's inside Pirates of the Caribbean, which we thought was really fun. We were hoping to get a table really close to where to watch the people go by on the rides, but we ended up kind of further back in the restaurant. The only complaint we had, the food was really good, but it's very, very dark. So particularly if you have vision problems and reading the menu, reading the menu or other things is challenging when there's not a lot of light. That was a little bit difficult. Um, I think my husband had to get out his phone flashlight in order to be able to see what was on the menu. So that is one thing I would caution you about. If if that kind of thing is an issue, you might want to plan what you want to eat before you go in or um, just be aware that some parts of that restaurant are very dark and you're not going to be able to see a lot. And on that previous trip as well with my husband and I, I did want to mention we did stay at a different hotel on that trip. We stayed in a good neighbor hotel, which Disney has three hotels on site. And then there are a lot of hotels within walking distance or very close to um, like a shuttle ride away um, from Disneyland that are owned by external parties, but they're called good neighbor hotels. And so you can get certain Disney packages and things like that. 
with those hotels, even though they're not quote unquote Disney hotels. So on that trip, we stayed at one called the Desert Palms Hotel and Suites. And we had a fairly spacious suite there for just two people and then enjoyed the daily free breakfast that they had. They had one where if you went up to kind of like the top floor, there was actually a pretty decent spread for breakfast set out there. What we liked was it was a really nice walk to get to the parks, just a couple of blocks. There was a shuttle too, but we, so if you had like kind of mobility issues, you could take the shuttle. Or if you don't have mobility issues and you just didn't want to walk, you could take the shuttle. But most days we just went ahead and walked because the time we would have had to wait for the shuttle was more time than it would have taken us just to walk to the car park. So I think other than one day at the end of the day when we were tired, so we took the shuttle because it was we had a free ticket for it. But most of the time we just walked and kind of enjoyed the walk. So if you're headed to Disneyland, it is a good option and it's um, more affordable than the Disney on-site hotels. The one perk the on-site hotels offer that you can't get off-site is the early access to the parks more than anything. And being able, never having to kind of quote unquote leave the magic was a really nice thing. You're not terribly far from the magic of the Good Neighbors Hotels. You do kind of get out of it a little bit, but the whole area has a lot of Disney going on. And it's not like you have to drive 15, 20 minutes away and drive 15. You know, you're not using up a lot of your time driving back and forth to the parks. So just something to think about on that. Another thing we enjoyed was there is a a couple a couple of things. One of the one of the days we ate at the French a little French restaurant near Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland, and they have a little window where you can get mint juleps and you can get beignets there, which we love because I love beignets. I'm not as big a fan of the big Mickey shaped beignets because they're more dough and not as much like kind of the traditional shape. I like the regular beignets better, but they're still good. And we also found a resi- um, a restaurant, I think it was Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, that we they had a little window in the morning that would sell beignets. So on the days we were walking over to Disneyland to get in, sometimes we would pick up a little bag of beignets to eat on our way in. And that was pretty fun. Um, the last thing I don't think I mentioned in the last one is when you're walking over from the hotel. So a couple of days we went in on the monorail or went... Um, into the Grand Californian, but we did go through the front gate at least once because we wanted that experience of walking down the street and seeing the castle and everything. And when you do that, there is like, when you're coming from the downtown Disney area, you come and there is a security area that you go through, but that security area is a security area for both parks. So both parts of the concourse, either direction, have that security area. And then from there you go through and you either go right or left into whichever park you're going to for the day. So you don't have to go through it for each park, they kind of do it all in one spot, which was really nice. So that's kind of Disney's California Adventure. I will say, on one of, on our, the trip when it was just me and my husband, we did do a couple of things. Like we'd be in Disney California Adventure and decide to go over and catch the parade real quick. And so we would just walk across the Esplanade and watch from kind of, I think we watched from like the little overview of Main Street right above. So you walk in and then there's like a staircase up to the train station. We watched from up on that landing a couple for the parade and then went back to Disney's California adventure. Totally possible here. Um, just a short little walk so that we just really enjoyed that. And this was a really good, just wrap up to our time. We were after our time at Disneyland and Disney California adventure, we headed back down to San Diego, which I've already talked about going to SeaWorld and San Cabrillo national monument when we were there before we headed home. So we kind of did a whole circle. We will be able to join us next time. We're going to talk a little bit about a trip to Albuquerque we took around Christmas time and share just a few tips and things that we did in the area that might be helpful if you find yourself in Albuquerque. Thanks and happy travels. Mm -hmm.